If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not go to a pub at all. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, well, I'd say Peroni as well. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are for the third week on the spin at the Cross Size Pub. And uh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, John. Good evening, Phil. Hello. Good evening, Dad. Good evening, everyone. And I'm here as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And we're here to talk first about Man United at home on Sunday, where one side is uh, striving to cement a European place, and the other side is just desperate to get a win after uh, a mixed series of results. Fending away relegations out, aren't they? Could we, uh, could we do for two managers in two games? Yes. I'd, I'd quite happily do that. I haven't seen Pochettino off. Could we see, uh, could we see Solskjaer off? It wouldn't surprise me if that happened and they got Pochettino in quite quickly as well, to be honest. But who'd have thought we'd come into what? Late November, post-international break, play Man United at home. I won't say we're favourites because we're not with the bookies and you can, I can kind of understand that. But, you know, above them in the league and a must-win game for them and we're in fifth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is just dream world, isn't it? Deservedly so as well, that is. Yeah. They've been poor and, and we've been, obviously, that's our records there for all to see. They are, in my opinion, what I've seen the last couple of weeks, so they are looking like they're starting to click, starting to turn a bit of a corner and, and um, Marcus Rashford's looking like he's hitting a bit of form and that worries me. That's my one worry. I mean, I, I joined um, an interview on a Man United preview programme on Love Sport Radio on Sunday night and before it, I was just looking down the Manchester United team for the last few games and I wouldn't say with the exception of one or two players, it doesn't strike fear into you like a Manchester United team would have in the past. There's none of that current side that I can think of off the top of my head that would get into the, that would even get close to the, the real top of the Man United sides of 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I'm, obviously the keeper's outstanding, but he can be outstanding. He can also drop one like yeah. any goalkeeper can, I suppose. But I mean, we talked the other week about, you know, I think we said on the pod, get, get down the wings against Burnley. To me, it's our perfect opportunity on on Sunday, is exploiting the wide areas because Wan-Bissaka will want to get forward. Naturally, I think he's I think he's a better attacking player than he is a well, he's, defender. He's, he's, I know this gets said a lot, but he is someone who you consider a winger. Really, he yeah. came through as a winger. Yeah. It was only last season he was thrown in there. Who's yeah. playing left back at the moment? And Ashley Young will be banned from suspension. The round, so he missed. So he missed sure the last game. So I like that. I yeah, like sure. Shaw's, Shaw's, Shaw's injured. And they played, um, what's his name, the youngster? Um, it's not Pereira. Not Pereira, no. Um, name's gone now, should remember that. Uh, but left back? Yeah. Stalo? No. Young He's English. He's out. Um, I'm just going to get the last team. Young, 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 youngster came through the academy, played at uh, oh, left back. It's not someone I can think of, to be But yeah, so I mean, but Ashley Young's on, on the left back. Oh, yeah. I would imagine George Baldock could have a bit of fun with Ashley. Yeah. Baldock and, and, and Bash and yeah, yeah. I mean, who's playing centre half with Maguire then? Lindelof? Yeah, it is Lindelof. Lindelof does not do it for me in the slide. Williams was, was it. by my That was it. Tomine's injured, isn't he? Yeah, Tomine's out. Uh, which is out. And Popper's out, which, yeah, interestingly, when I was speaking to my brother in law, Fred, who's the, he's going to be at the game, join us for a pint before. 
he's like, I think Phil Jones will play central midfield. Now, if that happens, that's fucking brilliant on a number of levels. Entertainment value more than anything else. Just well, then, yeah. like, I, think, <laughs> well, I suppose you could throw. There's Matt and Lingard come in there. Uh, Phil Jones was, yeah. I mean, was on the bench. Pereira's been playing in the middle, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pereira, Pereira, James, and Rashford, the three behind Marshall. Martial, Rashford, and James are players that I think are worth worrying about. Martial, particularly, seems to be. When he, it's no coincidence he's come back in the team in one couple of games. Um, James is it and miss them, isn't it? I think he's got, he's got, he's he's got, got, he's got player a of If you remember like Swansea away last year, that, that money went on against us. And I was like, oh my God, he's ridiculous. Because obviously we'd all seen, scored a couple of goals, haven't But yeah, um, I think, we, I really do think we can get him. But I also think it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it sounds mental, but I think some United fans think we're going to just turn up and beat them too. Well, well. what yeah. I would say is that if we're at our best, I think we'll win because they're not at their best, and I don't think they're going to all of a sudden just play and be at their best. When they play well, don't get me wrong, they're still a good side, but they're still a long, long way from being there, uh, 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 sort of full firing on all cylinders. What worries me more than anything else is the potential fitness for Egan, whether he's, whether he's there or not. Yeah. And I know Jagielka's a simple shoe-in, because I think it would be Jagielka if he's not yeah, there. it's not. Exactly, it's not John Egan. And, and I think, I, I, if you ask me on, on when I was asked on Sunday night, I'm not going to score predictions now, but I honestly thought we could win. And my honest belief is we can go out with a full house crowd behind us and actually just lift and and win but Egan going off like you say it bothers me we, we said before we, we the players we've got who can come in there's no doubt in Jagielka's class and, and experience and we can't judge him on his performances in the cup games when it's a wholesale change yeah. team but there is that just that understanding and I, I Egan's become so vile to us. He's become it's, such a pivotal it's, player. It's no, it's no surprise when Shearer puts him in the Premier League yeah. team of the season yeah. so far. And you talk, Everton are talking about showing an interest in him for, for looking at a fee in January. I don't think they'll get him, but it, it, he's become so important to I us. I think one interesting way to look at it, and I've listened to Five Live driving up here tonight, like you said, if we were going to talk about football, that um, you tend to have lots of most of the conversations have got a negative sort of spin on it. This podcast and what's been happening recently with United, we always tend to talk positively. And this is one of the first sort of, if Egan isn't fit, it is like a bump in the road. It's just the next little obstacle that if we're going to establish ourselves in the Premier League, we have to come up It's over. a fair point. It is a fair point. And, and we seem to be saying here, occasionally this season, such as before Spurs, lamenting the fact that although we were positive that we could get something, Deep down, I mean, I said it was a bridge too far, and the general consensus between all four of us was, well, probably going down Spurs is a bit shit after international breaks. Now that monkey's almost off us back. This is the new one. How do we deal with an injury to one of the key points? Yeah. And how do we respond? Yeah, you're not, not going to go a full. Well, you're going to be lucky to go a full season with no injuries to keep players, whether the major injuries or whether it is just a tweak calf that keeps him out for a game or two. But, yeah, it's just I think we could have caught with this better against Rashford, <laughs> Martial. Yeah, yeah, it's more, yeah, it's more, you know, Burnley or Brighton or Norwich or something. It's funny as well. I was thinking about this at the time because obviously um, there were three three of our players, important players, playing in that game, and I think all three of those are key to us. Obviously, Stevens, we haven't got anybody that can play in that position the way he can. McGoldrick's unique. All right, Egan is just a centre half. He's just very, really good. 
Is there anybody in our team that you would say is dispensable sure, at the moment? I'm not sure I don't know. it is just a centre-half though. Cause no, no, I've been. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's not just, it's not just like when we had Chris Morgan, for example, and you could put another six foot three centre-half in there who could edit and kick it. It's it's the way that, like I say, he kind of, he kind of dictates the tempo of the game from that kind of pivot. I, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I am meaning he is indispensable. Yeah, yeah. That. Is there anybody in the team in the starting eleven that you would say, yeah, we can lose him and we can no. too much? There isn't, is there? No. I don't think there is. <coughs> uh, I mean, obviously we're losing Henderson this weekend as well. It's very hard to talk about. It's very hard to talk about like weaker players in the eleven. But so if you go through some of the the players we've just touched on, Ender, go on the other side, all the team. We all like Game Three. Yeah. These ten games to get match fit. Maybe ten games to get match fit. But he's a million miles away from the where ball. ball, ball oh yeah, if you get both of those fit and play at the peak. Baldock is still streets. He's miles behind what Baldock's become. I think a year, eighteen months ago, I think they were close a lot. Closer. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, now Baldock's just hit the better. better. Uh, I, I mean, I, at the start, Kieran Freeman is all right. Um, I think Kieran Freeman, the amount of goals he scored in League One, has possibly covered people's view of how good he is. I think defensively, defensively, he was always suspect. Yep. He had that season where he scored. He's good. 12, 12, 12 goals, yeah, not it, from right back? I think that makes people think of him. He's part of that squad that will yeah. always go down as legends, as you know. But I'm not sure he's just, I'm not like to say, I think. And I think that you know, if we're going to touch on that today, the, the flip chart. I was about to say, say the flip chart is interesting. I think he's obviously got many positions where we're looking to bring in. I think everything you've just said, though, Dan, strengthens Phil's point completely, doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm not saying Baldock is one of our weaker players, but if you were going to rank them in who definitely do not want injured, he'd be somebody you'd be like, well, if we have to lose somebody, he'd be more closer to the, if he, that wouldn't concern you as much yet. When you think about it like that, it is a massive concern. I mean, if you, as you say, if you look at it, back at the start of the season, you went down that starting 11 at Bournemouth, the one you might have said was Lundstrom. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the point, isn't it? He's, he's grown and actually, he's, he's actually indispensable. Earlier on in, the season, earlier in the season, Fleck missed a couple of games and we all said at the time, Freeman's unlucky to lose his place here. Yeah. And since he's got back in, Flex just got better and better and better game on game. And he's he's almost indispensable now. At the beginning Flex. of the season, we've got, obviously we've got Bessic in and everyone expected that it would be Bessic that would probably play. Yeah. And Lundstrom would be the backup and he'd be the one that comes on. With. And now, Lundstrom And this is, this is the beauty of it all, isn't it? And this is like, we talk about what might happen long to Interesting post from United today, so says the next six. So before... Just before my 33rd birthday and Christmas Day, we've got six, we've got six games between now and then. You look at those, we've got Man U, um, we go away to Wolves, home to Newcastle, which I think would be more difficult than people think, we'll talk about that in due course, away to Norwich, home to Villa, and away to Brighton. Now, the logic with Egan, for me, has to sit with, if, he is, if there's any doubts, you do not risk him on Sunday, because, and this is a mental thing to say, if you're looking at somewhere in the region of 11 to 15 points from the next five, potentially. So what's, so, your, what's your take on that next six games? I mean, what, 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 what points? Because that's Christian United. I'd like it, like, I, I think a really good return would be to get 11, because that would mean we'd only lose one game. But if we were to get if we were to get nine or ten, yeah, I don't I think anyone would ten, be ten, ten, nine, ten points, points, I think. Yeah. It is achievable, it's realistic. And I mean, if we were to be sat there 
that puts us on what? 24 points? 25 points? More. 20. Going into Christmas? Okay, no, it's not a bad place to be. Well, we'll be on 34, no. no, no, sorry. Don't teach maths. 27. It's 27. We're 17, are we? I thought we were on 15. If we got 10. If we got 10. 27 wins Christmas. I think uh, them, the one that I look at and think I don't see us getting anything from is Wolves. That's the one that I, see, I can see us getting something off Man United, Newcastle, Norwich, Villa, Brighton. Funnily enough, I think Brighton, but yeah. Wolves away is the one. Wolves is the one that I think we just don't see us getting. I just find, I think Newcastle have frustrated a lot of teams already this season, and I think we'll have to play that game quite savvy, and I'm not sure how the. I think our Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. I think our tempo will unsettle Newcastle. The speed in which we play, I think, will unsettle Newcastle. Isn't it? It's a bit of a. Well, just, I would say, just going back to the squad point then as well. Obviously, we touched on it, but I haven't really talked about it. Was Henderson missing? Now, massive. You think it's massive? I trust Simon Moore. I do. But I if do, you're missing yeah. your goalkeeper and his voice. And you're missing your centre half. Yeah, I think I think, I think if you're doubling it with Egan, definitely. I think Henderson before before the Egan situation, more coming in for a game. I was kind of comfortable with. We all assume it's going to be more, and it won't be very right? Well, I'm well, assuming. I was going to ask a question: Who do you think was on the bench? Because United have obviously shied away from putting Verrips on the bench because I think there's still a kind of question. On the bench in the cup games. Yeah, but since, but since then, since uh, his club in Belgium actually said. You know, he didn't have the right to cancel his contract. You know, I didn't put him on the, cup, on the bench for the cup games, did they? Who did do that? I'm sure it was on the bench. Was it Jewett? Was it on the bench against Sunderland? Jewett's gone on loan, He's gone on loan, yeah, he's a guy. He, he was on in the first one. Was he on the bench against Sunderland, though? Um, I can find that. out, maybe. It'll yeah, take I'm, me I'm, just, I'm not sure what it was, and I'm just wondering whether... All I'm thinking is, if there's, if there's a possible question mark on the kind of legitimacy... You're right, you're right, you're Would you not have risk putting him on the bench? Yeah. Like, you know, if Moore gets injured after five minutes and he has to come on, keeps a clean sheet, we won 1-0 and it turns out it wasn't... You know, so doesn't even bear thinking about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Who takes uh um, Keith was out in the room? So who takes Egan's place? Egan's Jags. Jagielka. So who takes Jagielka's place in the bench? You put you be cool. Steerman's on anyway, isn't he normally? He's in the bench. Uh, we, no, we've only had one on. Because um, we've all said, haven't we, yeah. before the match, like, that's a ridiculously Steve, attacking yeah, bench. I just wondered if there's any chance Ravel Morrison might be on the bench this week. Yeah. Bit of romance, yeah. uh, potentially. It was a lot easier to I find would say that, but Wilder, Wilder has no place for romance. Does he? <laughs> he do does it was a lot easier to find things on United's Instagram before we actually had a social media team. Basically, since Tufty's been here, that's been one of his big things. If a player, if there's even a slight doubt over a player, yeah, he don't play it, does he? Play. No. Because, like you say, you can't risk playing him, and then he's out for five games or six games. That's you know, he's better missing one than six and even yeah. so. And so I say when they come thick and fast, he was on the bench against some of the managers. Was it yeah. was. So uh, if he's been on the bench in them two games, I'm assuming he will. So I think we're probably going to have a couple of minutes just talking about what Dan's just mentioned with his foot chart. Before we do that, what do we think for a score prediction for the weekend? I said one 0 on Sunday night, and I'll stick by it. One 0 to United, Sheffield United, <laughs> the original United. United. I know what you meant. <laughs> I think United lose two one. I think um, we take the lead, and it's just the Martial rush, the pace attack, 
and you can just see something like Lingard smacking one in from 30 yards, first goal in bloody a year and a half or whatever it'll be. <laughs> first contribution. Since the World Cup, he's been dog there. Is, is, is that the stat that Adam Johnson's got more, uh, he's got more Premier League assists in the last three or four, I think the last three seasons than Jesse Lingard? Right? And he's obviously spent how much of that. Yeah, yeah. signed up. 2-1 Sheffield United. So I, I think it's 2-1 as well. I think both teams will score for sure. And it could go either way. I, I'm struggling to call it. I'll say us just because I want to try and be optimistic. But I think it would be 2-1 either way. It's been a, quite a while where I've been negative now two games on spin. So and I'll never get these predictions right. No. That's all right. I'll stick to you getting it wrong again. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Funny enough, I'll yeah. be fine with it. No, I thought you might. For the team. We got it wrong last week as well. So... Come on then, let's talk about this uh, this tweet uh, His Royal Highness put out last week. And there was so the much to talk chart. about on there with the flip chart in the background. So my, my first um, impression of it, obviously there was a there was a squad list up on the wall yeah. with numbers next to certain players. And I took that, seeing as there were certain players not on there, as priority list of who they were looking at yeah. signing. Yeah. Number one being a goalkeeper, and I think we all know that. Henderson, yeah. I still think, is unrealistic for his design. Well, the, 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 the Bayern Munich rumours have surfaced against him. Yeah, yeah. I'd love us to sign him, but getting we'll a replacement. We'll just have Neuer, that's sound. I'm up for that. Everyone we don't play with a sweeper keeper, you get in Egan's way. You <laughs> <laughs> can start playing Egan in a new position, three roll centre back. Um, I would imagine come January, there'll be some shedding on that. So I think in January, Freeman, yeah. Stearman, Possibly Morrison, Clark, will all get moved on. Yeah. Yep. So that then leaves four spaces in the squad. But I only think that happens if the players that come in are like the long term. So, so that's one of the questions. Like is, the one is that, that long term or is that short term? Well, I think that was next season squad they were putting up. Yeah. I think there was there was twenty twenty one up there, and I think it'd be on the basis. Well, I don't think it matters actually whether they're or not. But they're the positions you want to strengthen the guard. There was some real Cause, cause, cause there was no, there was no Jagielka, and that to me says Jagielka moves into there a coach. No there was no Luke Sharp, Freeman. No Luke Freeman. Yeah. So I think no Luke Freeman. No, not on that, not on that sheet. There wasn't. But then he might. So there was there was two left backs. I, I, I struggled to see that middle bit. Stevens actually, and Osborne weren't left back. Yeah. And then yeah. in the middle, you'd got the middle as it is now. But you've got Basham. Could have played. You had Egan and oh, Basham had an arrow to the CDM, and an arrow into the. Is Luke Freeman the latest Lee Evans? Then brought him in, thought he might do a job, not quite good enough, move on. I disagree on that. I, I'm not saying he is, by the way. I'm just no. On the that. basis that um, I'd expect to see him a bit more in the next month. Or we'll see. What usually happens is these players come up and do an interview, and then they get involved. And he, he did the press thing this week. Yeah, I mean, so he's desperate get, to be more involved. We're getting to that stage of the season when games are coming thick and fast. They can start games. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Keep talking about this elusive turn up at the home game, and it's a bit of a wacky lineup that Wilder does occasionally. He's definitely coming in those next six games. Do you think against Newcastle potentially someone like? It's wacky, but he's not worn out wacky. Yeah, in Premier League. <laughs> It's not Villa away. It's not, it's not your best centre-half playing right back to Mark Lee fucking McCullough. It's not that one. Not that one. It's, not, um, yeah, it's not Alan Wright in the back three away at Arsenal. <laughs> I think the other interesting thing, though... It's not the lead in that game, well, is it? I think we did, but it was disallowed. I think so. Hulls didn't hold score and it was disallowed. I think we, no, I think we took the lead. I think we were winning at half-time and Henri come on second half and scored twice. I think. Anyway, we digress. But I thought the other interesting thing on the... On the on the podcast, on the flip chart, was the positioning of the number of priority. Yes. Yeah. So you clearly had 
uh, the priority for the right on the side of the three centre backs was in it was alongside Egan and O'Connell, suggesting Basham becomes second choice and yeah. someone comes yeah, in that, as first that, choice. Yeah, um, and I, I think mean, that, that's. That's and we've, t- we've talked about that for two seasons, though, amongst ourselves, expecting yeah. that to happen. So. And, and the, the second priority, number two, was, I think, a backup to Baldock. Yeah. Which, like you say, Freedom, there's every chance he's going to be on his way. I, I have seen, I mean, I, I'm, not an Insta- I'm not on Instagram, so someone might be able to um, correct me, but someone was saying on Twitter today that there's been a couple of conversations on on Instagram between Freeman and Morrison about being out in the cold until January. I took that about being the cup side though. It was after the cup oh, game. Okay, I've not seen it, so I'm only to, I'm can report it third hand. So Freeman, uh, sorry, no, Morrison said something like um, that's us done till January or something like that, and um, Freeman come back with something like I'm fine with that. Can't wait to get the boots back on. So it could have been okay, that going to get a move or it could have been. I, I, as well, like Freeman, I know there's been all these things about his weight and all this. I, I don't think he could. After what what happened when Wilder came, I think his character's back on. I just think he'll accept at a point that maybe he must I, be 28, 29 think, now that he'll have to be playing. I think Freeman's on there under John Fleck. That, that's, I've got the photo here. Oh, that's yeah, an LF, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're John right. Fleck, Luke Freeman. But the other interesting thing that midfield is the number is above Ollie Norwood. Not below yep. Ollie Norwood, so the priority for a centre midfielder. But you've also got John Lundstrom with an arrow pointing towards David McGoldrick. Mm. So whether they're thinking Lundstrom can play that or, ten or, or it's a priority under Lundstrom. There's a number under Lundstrom, isn't there? Look. Yeah, yeah. So is that a priority for someone to play Lundstrom's who can also play that no, McGoldrick role? Listen, all of it, all of it's surmising. It's just very interesting, isn't it? it? Really, as well. Like, if he gave anything particularly of any value. He would have took it down mm. right now. And I think that's the thing here, isn't it? There was a piece of paper in the front of the desk that said 2021 on it. Right. With, I presume, something very similar to what we've just looked at up there. Yeah. As well, like, on the, on so the that at the end of the season, Sharp will move into the coaching Could staff. Be, yeah, or well, well, there's been rumours of him going to America, isn't there? Well, if I were Billy, I would say to Wilder, let me go and have a season at MLS, I'll come back. MLS or Ailey? A-League will play well, they have a good lifestyle. Yeah. Go, go have, have a year, 18 months, two years, score some goals. Get, yeah, Collins is manager of Tampa, isn't it? Get a, get a decent like is, yeah. last payday. Yeah, that's, why, they, that's why they're not in the MLS. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah, it's, Tam- Tampa's it's a great show. Tampa's though. nice, yeah, Tampa's lovely. Tampa's a lovely yeah. part of the world. But like I say, it's all exciting. And with it, who goes out in January will depend on the qualities coming in because it's weird we were linked with that Sander Burge from Genk in the summer yeah, and he, now he, he's turned, linked he turned us down because he wanted to play for a, a, a more elite a club. more elite club and now Man U Liverpool Napoli Man United are in for him aren't they yeah. oh we're now in fifth we might be qualifying for Europe no, exactly <laughs> also as well any targets you know change what? depend on if you finish the season in the top half of the Premier League all of a sudden you'd be uh, shopping list completely different well January's <laughs> different if we're bottom in January Players aren't going to want to come to us, but if we're still 8th, ninth, 10th, looking five, we're more likely to attract players. It's all exciting. Definitely. So, so we like that, that section on boys, and covered a lot of ground there. Dan, Ian and Phil all think we're going to win, and I think we're going to lose, but it's going to be fantastic. Man, you at home, again, you said this after the Liverpool game, he's worried. It's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah, it's what we can do, yeah.
So, welcome back to part two. Uh, it's my turn for the quiz this week. Um, and I've been kind of itching to do this. I wrote this quite a while ago, so I'm, I'm kind of glad it's finally here. Enjoyed doing it, lads? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that Dan's hatred of recent years United pretty yeah, well. Yeah. We came to the fore, I think. <laughs> Some of them were a bit old for John. Sort of yeah, yeah. I wasn't privy to uh, the first four. Well, I was, I was trying to be fair to you, John, because oh, I knew no. you'd struggle with some of the earlier ones, so that's why I did a late, late Lynn, little bit as well. No complaints from me. I should have done my research like Ian did. I did no research. Can I I'll, I'll put it on record? No research. I don't believe you. So, let's crack on then. <laughs> Started again today. You just bought me a pint and all. <laughs> yeah, leave him alone. You're on a bully lately, aren't you? Oh no, it was him on you last week. Yeah. <laughs> he started it, I'll finish it. <laughs> Undercurrent of sexual tension on the part. <laughs> it's that, that tash he's got for yeah. uh, November, I tell you. If you turned on by me, it's Christ. <laughs> right. I like, I like the cheap magician at Butlin's look. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny enough, so do I. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not leaving it on for Brighton. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Right, shut up, let's go. <laughs> on the 15th of August 1992, Brian Dean scored the first goal of the Premier League in United's game against Manchester. What minute was the goal? Shall I go first? Yep. I wrote 13th and I've changed it to 8th. Okay. I said 6th. I thought it was 3rd. None of you are right. It was the fifth minute. And I'm, and I'm surprised none of you got that because Luke actually gave it away in our group chat earlier. <laughs> I didn't even know it. I skimmed the group chat to be honest. I always think the bit of commentary from Barry Davis on that is tremendous. It's something like it's, it's five to three, they focus on the clock at the church. At St Mary's Church, you go, it's five to three, and once again, there's football to see. <laughs> something like that. Someone went five past you, they got it right. <laughs> So, obviously, everybody knows the, the picture of Brian Dean at is famous, but which other two Blades players were directly involved in that goal? I've not got this. They've only put one up on each ward. Okay. I think Bradshaw took the throw in, and I think Cork went up for the header, but, but I don't know if it was Cork or my new player got the touch, to be honest. Bradshaw and Cork. Yeah, it is Bradshaw and Cork. Well done, boys. Bradshaw threw it in, Cork flicked it on. Um, so... The next question is a bit of a visual. So one of my favourite ever games as a, as a United fan was the cup game that we beat Man United in. Famous, uh, famous goal by Glenn Hodges in that game. But I've put a, a kind of snapshot from the YouTube video of that uh, team link, team lineup from that game, and I've I've removed four players. So who's missing? So first player I, I took out was the left back. Who have we got as left back? I said Nielsen. I think it's pre Nielsen. I think it's Tony Cowan. I think Whitehouse was filling in there, but I could be wrong. It's Tommy Cowan. Tommy Cowan. The next one I removed was right wing. I've gone Bradders. Franz Carr. Correct, again, Dan. Franz Carr. Alongside uh, Jamie Ireland in middle of midfield. Charlie Hartfield. I thought Hartfield, but I don't think he's right. I thought it was Johnny G, because I seem to I seem to hear was the ball in for Ireland's goal. Charlie Hartfield. Is oh, it? yeah. Who put the ball in front of him? I'm not. Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. So, who partnered Brian Dean up from? Well, I've got. There's two players that I'm caught yet. Flo and Whitehouse. I mean, I think Flo. I've been before Flo. Yeah, we signed Flo to replace Dean. Oh, yeah, Flo yeah. to replace Dean. Uh, I've got Eddie. I've got Eddie Littlejohn. I've got Alan Cork again, but I. Uh, 
So this I think I one. think it was a player who was out of position now thinking about it. It, it was a it was a midfielder played up front. Yeah, it was. But it, I don't think it was Bryson. It was. Was it Bryson? Bryson yeah. played up front. Yeah. yeah. See, See, I can't realise that, that now. I've suddenly, I suddenly got that yeah. after I'd written Corky. <laughs> I'll not claim it, but that just came to me while we're talking then. It was Yeah, a, that, it was that was the one and he got number nine on his back as well. That was the one that surprised me when I was researching this. So obviously that that got, that game will be remembered for Roger's goal. What a wonderful finish it was, just lobbing it over over Schmeichel. But who scored the other two goals in that game? Well, Hoyland definitely got one. Yeah. So you got the one that kind of Schmeichel fumbled and he bundled over the line. And I simply think it was Giggs that got the man United goal. I put Bruce, but I might be getting used to another game. Yeah. I missed the pen, didn't I? I missed the pen at the end. I misread that because I thought we'd won three 0 So I've got Jamie Hoyland right and, and Mr. Flow. Dan's right, it was Oyland and Giggs. Oyland and Giggs. Which former Man U and Scottish international goalkeeper played for the Blades in the 90s? Two Andy Gorham's. Gorham. I know we had Jim, we had Jim, Jim Layton. Layton. We had Jim Layton on loan, but he never played for us, did he? Did he not? So, eagle-eared of listeners amongst us should recognise that we actually spoke about this on the quiz recently. Dan, you've said that recently on the, on the, on the pod. Yeah. But yeah, it's Andy Gorham. So Andy Gorham made two appearances for Man United, but he didn't play for them in the 90s. Jim Layton never played for United. I never realised Gorham played for Man U. Yeah. yeah. Layton came and sat on the bench for a few games, but never actually never, played. Never actually I think Gorham go Man U after us yeah. as well. In the yeah. 2000, yeah. he played for us in like 98, something like that, and he went to Man U early 2000s. And he was shit for us. So right. I can't remember much about him. Yeah, I can't Neither can I. Uh, so the next question, I've done a couple of who am I's of players that have played for both Man United or have been at Man United and Sheffield United. So the first one we've got there, um, you've obviously got a player that never played for Man U, came to us on loan for a little bit and played a little bit at Norwich before dotting around the lower leagues. Who have you got for that? I think it's one of the litany of sharp Man United loan players we had before Dean Anderson. I think it's Alex Notman. That's who it is. 100% Can I be honest? I looked at his record and thought, one goal in 54 appearances for Norwich, it can't be a striker. Played on the window, didn't he? It is Alex Norman. Yeah, he he played as a striker. Yeah, he was a striker. And so that surprised me as well because I thought he scored a lot of goals for Norwich. But anyway. Not for me, that. Second one uh, player, obviously, he's dotted about all over the place. Was here for a bit. Had a reasonably good career at one club and not a lot else. Who have we gone for? Richie Delap. Richie Delap. No, I didn't get it. Yeah, but, yeah, it is Richie Delap, yeah. Has he got a Premier League winner's medal? Probably will have. Will have one. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Him and Nathan yeah. Dyer. Yeah. Probably yeah. bench warming together. Yeah. So a little bit um, more recent then for, for you, John. The Blades' most recent fixture against Man U was a cup tie in 2016, decided by a late Rooney penalty. Who conceded said penalty? Um, God, Adrian's selfish knock <laughs> 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 I'm not even, no, I can't even talk that. I wrote Hammond, yeah. but uh, yeah. I put Brayford. It was Dean Hammond. Dean Hammond. Oh, fucking hell. Absolutely. I'm 15 pounds. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, Use his proper name. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Gargantuan selfish yeah. knock <laughs> I think we knew we were on to a good thing with Wilder, but the first thing he did was fuck to fucking off. pay it off. We've had to pay the cunt so grand a week though for that full that season. Right? Oh. Adkins, Adkins gave him that deal, didn't he? Where he basically tied us in to give him a contract. So basically, did, did he not sign a contract to get a transfer list or not? Same day. 
arsehole. He's a life coach now, so you look at his Twitter oh, oh, no, no. If you can get through life doing that, doing that yeah. teaching resilience <laughs> from all the hammer he got from fans at Ramalan. Resilience with Dean Hammond. Let's book it. Let's book on. Should we book on? Game on. Not for money. Not easy. Not after that introduction. It'll cost us 17 and a half grand. Why are you using the Patreon money for Dan's court fee? <laughs> I seem, to, I seem to recall having an a, a, a argument slash discussion with uh, a, a certain local journalist about how, what's the word I'm looking for, how kind of, well, he, he, thought, it, he thought it was the right thing to do for Hammond to sign the contract, and I said it was, it was bordering on dishonest. Um, yeah. Basically, a certain local journalist who won't have it is wrong. But I don't know who you're on about. Said, well, it, was, you know, it, it was perfectly entitled to do it. It was perfectly in the spirit of the game and everything like that. He signed the contract. Wow. And then anyone else would do the same thing in the position. Well, Even if you'd spent the last few years earning 10 grand. I, I kind of see what he means by that, but football's not a normal business yeah. and, and the players don't own anyway, it. Anyway, ask him at Hillsborough. Not a normal business. This is. You can sell a, sell a grounds for a, a company that doesn't exist and put it into the previous account. You can sell it, yes. Yeah, exactly. Guys, yeah. this anyway. is a happy place. Yeah. Still yeah. talking about yeah. it. Okay. Actually, especially with what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if you think that was bad, this is the tyranny of fucking hellish. So I apologise for dragging, dragging the mood of the pod down by bringing up this particular start in 11. So what we'll do here, a little bit like we did a couple of weeks ago with the Burnley game. We'll take it in terms of picking a play, but one life each. By the say one life each, you've had that life, and then you can have another guess yeah. when you're done. So, who wants to start? Start in 11 that day. Go on, the Neil. Jamie McEvely. Jamie McEvely's right. Woohoo! We just, I've never said following Jamie McEvely. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie McEvely, woohoo! Dan? Uh, I hate using his name yeah. twice in the same podcast. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, David Edgar. Correct, yeah, get you out. Connor Salmon. Connor Salmon star. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he bashed Simon. Yes, he did. Yeah, he was the one who had the shot that went. Oh, yeah, he did. I remember that now. Flying, I say that. Uh, yeah, he was the only chance we had. 30 yard pump from Bash. Slice <laughs> wide. <sighs> Well, if we got him back to the player there now, you could have been start something special. Ian? Was it me? Um, oh, yeah, we've done four. No, no, it's you. It's you. It's not you, it's me. Rayfith. Rayfith's right. That kicks one of mine. Well, I'm guessing that kicks one of mine to touch this. Martin Wolford. Correct. Fuck, he did start. Dad, get in touch, you know. George Long? Yep, long start of golf. I'm doing better than I thought, yeah. Billy Sharp. Sharp started. We might get to the subs here. I've only wrote the starting 11, not subs. I've only got 11, so I'm kicking all of these. Who's next here? Is it Ian? You can see what you and Sharp. It's John, I think. No, John said Sharp. John said Sharp, it's me. Um, uh, I'm going to go Bob Harris. Nope. One life gone for you. I love you. Campbell Rice? Nope. Um, one of Dan's favourites, Ryan Flynn? Nope. Christ. God almighty. So hang on, let me work this out. We, we haven't got a left back yet. 
We didn't then. Rep <laughs> <laughs> three seasons, we had a left back on a centre half. We've got with with this might bring one of our back into play then. God, I'm really sugar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Neil Collins, correct. I got him as well. Again, first time we would have to. Neil Collins, last chance, Dan. Kieran Freeman. No. Matty Down. No. So. Me out. I'm out as well. I'm, I'm reckoning now then we're down to a, a... You've got one starting player left. One winger. Assuming Basham and Hammond played middle. Don't play that wing. Don't play that wing. I'm... I reckon I've worked it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going more obscure. I was going Kieran Wallace. <laughs> um... Remember that was considered a good idea for about 30 seconds. Once. <laughs> God, I've, I've, um, we said Baxter. We haven't. I'll go to Jose Baxter. Incorrect. He was in Betty Ford's 25. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get it. It's Paul Coops. Mm. I've got Coops. Yeah, Paul Coops. Playing out of position. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the guest for an hour and That was a fucking time. dreadful team. Weren't it just? Weren't it just? It's a bad sign. It is an awful so bad. Like, where's your creativity? Like, there's not. Where's well, anything? Where's your, where's your, with the exception of Basham and possibly Collins, where's your bollocks? Where's your creativity? Where's your pace? There's nothing at all. There's nothing. Salmon, Salmon and Sharper. Salmon, Hammond, Wolford, McEverly, Collins. <laughs> so you got McEverly at left back, haven't you? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I can work out left back. And yeah. that's, why and that's, when, that's when I worked out Collins. I've completely forgotten Brave, and that's why I don't want to see He never, he didn't change formation. See, this reminds me of what he used to say when he used to go, "We're going to start the game playing one more four two. That absolutely drove me insane. The fact that yeah, the fact that he's so stupid, he has to, he has to confirm that we're playing the fucking goalkeeper. I'm a goalkeeper for Christ's sake, and even I didn't like him mentioning the goalkeeper. Was he a goalie? Playing one. Was he a goal? Yeah. 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 This is why he's, he's, he's desperate. Played for Tranmere. Yeah. yeah. We're playing one four four two. Just stop talking, you fucking knob. Anyway, um, so it's my quiz, so I choose the rules. I'm gonna give Dan. I'm gonna give uh, JB the point for that because he got two of the subs. I got we seven of the subs. Read. I didn't realise we were playing for subs. Read, don't, <laughs> and Flynn. I got all three came on. I had Flynn and Down in the eleven, but so I got seven in the starting eleven. How many starting eleven did you get, mate? I got Long, Brayford, McEverly, Edgar, Collins, Hammond, Wolford. I, I didn't get Sharp. Salmon. So you got seven too. I got I got Long, McEverly, Basham, Hammond, Salmon, and Sharp. I got six. Are you giving me the points? I'm giving you the points. You've got my new Phil. I've always liked you. So that gives me I'm two, two, four, five, six. I got seven out of them all. However many there was. Yeah. I got five. Eight. So Dan wins. Well done, Dan. Well done, Dan. Do the tiebreaker, though, just for. So what's everybody gone for? Well, the tiebreaker is what? So how many appearances did Harry Maguire make for United? I've got 142. I went even higher because he was one of them. We were playing in. Johnson's paint trophies and everything. He was such a like 
class of ball. We seem to play every game for us. Obviously, was there. I'm going to go as high as one four nine. Can someone just check this? Because I've written down one three four, and I think I've written it down wrong. Because I think it's that one might, four three. I think that might be league appearances. Uh, this appearances, full stop. Appearances, Wikipedia appearances. We're all going to do this. We're all going to hope it's the same thing. We're all we're all yeah. we're all googling it live on air. With all with well, me and Dan are off. I'll go to soccer base. No. Transfer market, see what I said. See if it's different to Wikipedia. Wikipedia says 134. Yeah, 134 is what I've written down. So, for some reason, when I read it, I thought I'm sure it was 143 when I saw it earlier. So, Dan's yeah, close, Dan's close to Sarah as well. Did you get uh, I was nowhere near that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I had real doubts about where. For the man I mean, who does research, this isn't. <laughs> well, I'm just proving the point that I haven't researched anything. I'm relying on my befuddled brain. Can you, you can imagine it, can't you? Next bloody quiz, pre, um, pre-Wolves quiz, Ian just does loads of stuff, 1995. <laughs> I'm setting it. Are you setting it? You're doing the Wolves quiz. Oh, I need to check I'm going to be on the pod, but yeah, potentially I'll set the quiz anyway. Down. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're rotating. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Make him think about And we're sorry, guys, because obviously, Men's health is really important at this time of year. It was Male Health Day yesterday, and Phil bringing up so many know. bad memories. Nice some of it. Uh, <laughs> despite despite knob selfish knob cloths, uh, humorous look at it. I think it was worth it. Just Dan's description of Dean Hammond. Wait till we do the Adkins special in the summer. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, well done, fellas. Welcome back to part three. We've actually moved rooms in the pub now, so it's probably a little bit quieter. So apologies if the first two were a little bit too rowdy, but we are in a pub, as the advert says. Um, I won the Hall of Fame last week, although Dan got a free entry in with his luminous yellow kit, and rightly so as well. So there's two free entries now with uh, with that and, and Mel Reese going in as well for Ian's nomination a couple of weeks ago. We've just decided that means they're God tier. <laughs> God tier entries. But, uh, but my, my nomination of that's for fucking Muscat goes in, so uh, thank you for voting. Uh, this week's Hall of Fame, uh, I've already been asked to, to put one person last, so uh, I will go with John, go first. Right, so um, playing Man United, wanted to go topical. Um, <clears throat> just been discussing, well, in, in this batch has been discussing him, uh, and I'm going to put the legacy and evergreen nature of Basham Bauer himself, Chris Basham, into the Hall of Fame. Uh, last player, when we last played Man United to be in the team, he has been solid part of everything that's happened positive in the last four years. Got promoted out of League One, we probably should look at upgrading on Bash. Didn't. Second season in League One, we need to upgrade on Bash. We didn't. Got promoted to the Premier League. Um, we definitely need a right inside the centre half. Yeah. If you were going to pick the first player to replace, I still think it is him, but he's just brilliant, absolute legend. He's all, Wilder has always found him a shirt, even back in League One when was he Con, not Connor Brown, so he, 
Who was the right back that hardly played? He played a few games because Basham had to go in midfield. Where's Brown's brother? Uh, yeah, Reese Brown. Reese Brown. Connor Brown's involved in something we won't talk about on here. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, sorry. It always comes up though, doesn't I'm it? I'm with you, G. I believe was the uh, was the tweet. <laughs> I can't speak. But yeah, Bashenbauer, and obviously he's just great from the sort of silly terms where you're like, what the fuck is he doing That's there? That's Southampton, wasn't it, in the League Cup? Yeah. yeah. Where he just did that. When he did that Beckenbauer. kind of, what do you call it? Was it, it Rule Round two Rulers, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. But like, best goal in recent seasons. I think the Basham goal at Leeds is better than the Duffy goal at Hillsborough personally because of what it meant and how much personally I felt before that fixture, the amount of tension that I had going into it, like, oh my God, this is such a must-win game. And then the way we played that day and Basham scoring and the celebration. And obviously we've all watched it hundred times each. Obviously I love the Duffy goal at Hillsborough, but... Basham's arriving is an iconic United. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. yeah and all the Sean Street, Basham, Barrow stuff's just brilliant. <laughs> the, 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 Basham, the Basham's arriving is our... Um, it's our kind of Aguero. Yeah, yeah. Colin Moore closing in. It's it's that's that's, that's Sheffield United's kind of iconic. It's the biggest iconic. Either that or forget the mats. Yeah, yeah. It's but it, it's the, the both of them are the first time we've had scenes like that since maybe two thousand and three, yeah. where like it was Jagielka goal or, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm putting in the evergreen. Ever wonderful, Mister Reliable. I think it's a really good shout. I really Chris do. Bashing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's. Uh... And a, no, a funny story. Uh, I don't have him on Instagram. My friend that uh, who runs the Shaw Street thing was showing me, and when we after we played Bournemouth, Bastian was walking uh, around some sort of nature reserve with his kids, and he's filming this little kid, and this kid runs up and just boots the duck, and rather than like not uploading the video to the internet. <laughs> Basham left it on, said kids having fun with the animals. But at the end of the video, you can just hear him laughing and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that just sums him up. I mean, I've I've seen him like that before. I don't know he likes a beard. Now. He's a bit of an awkward. Like, you can imagine he's just like, first at training in the morning, morning, Chris. All right, what do you want for breakfast? Rice Krispies again, Chris. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just have to, like, not just happy to be there, but... Oh. But then you saw them videos from pre-season training in Portugal. Mm. Absolutely fiddle, smashing everybody else out of the park. We know what he did God, PT. He got himself a personal trainer to yeah. get himself fit. It's fantastic. What commitment. That, I mean, he was one of the only players in the squad that had played Premier League football before, but to make sure he was ready, he would have paid for a PT himself mm. and, and got himself in the condition he is. And... Uh, yeah, you you're, right. you're right he's been the player that we keep saying we need to replace we need to replace but he's really hard to replace no, no, I was just about to say he's the one with, he's, possibly, like say, he's possibly the first one but it, alongside probably O'Connell he's one of the hardest to replace because yeah. you, you, you've almost got to have two players in one you've yeah. got to have a centre half who can defend but also one who can bring the ball out comfortably and, and, and you know Added to that, they've got to be really, really fit. The only player I can see that could do that role is Cody at Wolves. But if for, for us to get someone like Cody at Wolves, 35, 40, 35, million. 40 million quid. Yeah, Wolves aren't going to let you go. Is that captain? Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's anything in Wilder actually trying to get it? I no, think I think we were used as a stalking horse by his agent. Right. I think his agent came to United and went, do you fancy him? And we went, yeah. And his agent went back to Wolves and went, check it out, I fancy him. And they went, oh, do you want a new contract? Yeah. 
think that I think that was us. I think that was the tower. Do you, do you really want sign Conor Cut? Good player. He's a good player, is Cody, and that's all Wilder said. But must have been I don't know maybe a four pack of Prony on his desk. Probably right, Dan. I think it was an agent just playing games. But, but you need. You need thingy with Basham. I think the replacement, the ideal thing we're talking about early about January. You want it's got to be a younger player, and maybe almost an understudy over the next eighteen months. Yeah. So he's happy yeah. to do a bit. Learn hard. the position. Because and we've maybe seen that's how difficult the, it is even for players who are currently in the squad to come in and play that role. And maybe that's yeah, one that's, of the thoughts yeah. with Ben Osborne as well. Like he's a, he's a right age. He's English. He's got good pedigree. He's played a lot of games for a young player. Like he kept coming in, and if Freeman gets uh, not Freeman Ender on the other side gets to a certain age or whatever, he's that you know it's it's, it's all so very interesting. But back so to the whole thing. Really quick, sorry, real quick. How good was that ball for our island's goal? Like, it's just it's just such. I a just football wish I I just want to be his like, friend and like hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it all says passion for me, just because. Good call. Yeah, it's a good shout. Good call. Ian? Yeah. Um, I'm also going on a, a Man United slight connection in some ways, uh, but I'm going slightly base. I have to say this time because I can't compete with like star. You know, I say star players in the current team. So I'm going for a, a blaze tattoo. Um, I'm going back to when Saturday comes, <laughs> the film. Okay. And I'm not actually going to refer to Sean Bean or his hundred percent blade tattoo. There's a scene in When Saturday Comes where he ends up uh, with the uh, stripper when he, I think, is it when everything's going on the rocks and yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Bottle He's thinking his birthday, isn't it? Cup. What is it? Uh, whose birthday is it? What's his mate called? Pa- um, oh, what's his name? Big get him in. But what about trials, Jimmy? I'll be right. I'll be right. Get him in. <laughs> get him in. Ends up with a stripper next oh, morning. And it was filmed at my mate, it's his current wife's bedroom in Ecclesall. <laughs> Because remember when they were filming the, the scenes and they used their house for uh, some of the scenes. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I, don't, I doubt John listens to this, but yeah, Kirsty, I think it was now his wife. I'm sure it was filmed. Was she, the stri- she was the stripper. No, she wasn't the stripper. Oh, God's yeah. sake. Oh. If John's listening, clearly not. But because <laughs> if so you're what, not listening, on, she's what are you a guy here? I'm like, this is not strippers. Strippers out. Strippers in general. <laughs> but obviously, the strippers. <laughs> Just strippers. <laughs> So the, Sticky but, Vicky. But <laughs> 17 podcasts, Hall <laughs> of Fame in each, four nominations, two slightly racy ones, both for me. And it's iconic. She, she, three if you She's there. She's, she's away she goes in the thong. On the butter, nice big blades badge. And I think, you know, that's probably some of the greatest exposure we've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. I, can't I like it a lot. I mean, you could. I think, are we going, are you going when Saturday comes generally or just that bit? I can't, I think I can't put when Saturday comes in a Hall of Fame. No. Because I mean, no, no. no. It, 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 strippers tattooing when Saturday comes. Strippers tattooing when Saturday stinks, comes. But... Yeah, it is just, you know. We've gone from a player to a niche. Yeah, that is well, true. if we'd gone from, if we'd gone from um, Dean Ammond to something that's quite close to an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's not, that big, it's not that big a reach. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. That's not tenuous in any way. I think that's a great shout. And I think there's other moments of that film that we might have to be thinking about for the whole thing. I'm looking forward to Luke Crest drawing that. So that was like... <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to say, you know, if we... It, the one, the moment that's still great to me in that film is watching Mel Stone in, in a place. In a place, yeah. Must have tied two together to get him in it as well. 
Um, anyway. So that's that's me. I've gone paid. No I've reached chance. a point. I've reached a point. Got so, a trial with United. United, United, Jimmy. What about United? <laughs> Um, and uh, what's the name? Uh, um, Emily. Uh, Emily Watson. Uh, no, no. Emily Watson. Um, is it Richard? Oh, I can't remember her name. Her Irish accent. Oh, Jimmy, you've <laughs> you've really messed up, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm hearing about strippers and missed trials, Jimmy. <laughs> we know you know his name. You shagged him about fifty times. <laughs> I mean, that's, Jimmy. Fair, that's not guaranteed. <laughs> True. Right. But anyway. You're still struggling, or do you No, 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 no. I'm alright. He's, he's been. Uh, he's been. Awoken with that image. Yes, yeah. I'm inspired. Right, so my nomination is uh, inspired by a tweet that United put out uh, Sunday, was it? About something that happened back in 1991. Uh, and it's obviously when we beat Wednesday, 2 0 in the Derby, White House and, and Dino, Megan Woods. Uh, and it's not actually related to United, it's the two Wednesday players crashing into <laughs> each other. Very good. Sheridan and, Sheridan and Morris, as I remember. So, Scissoring each other. Yeah, yeah, Scissor Sisters in the middle of the park. So there's a, I think I think Wednesday get a corner, he gets knocked to the edge of box. John Gannon kind of just helps a, a kind of open one up in the air. Sheridan and Warhurst, the classy midfield, John Sheridan and the striker come centre half, Paul Warhurst, who were far better than any United player. Most cultured player most Sheffield's ever player, seen. Most cultured player Sheffield's ever seen. Paul Warhurst, you know, he, he was scoring goals for fun. They were better than any United player that, that had ever lived. Um, basically, do a you know a Keystone Cops job in the middle of the park, crash into each other. Um, United break up the other end. The ball finishes up at Bryson's feet. Wood saves it, and Whitehouse taps it in front of the cop. Um, but just the fact that they were gonna they were gonna wipe the floor with us, we weren't gonna get a kick. Seems to how be can, a common theme that one. How has, how has nobody ever put that to? It's got to be out there. Somewhere. I enjoyed your pictures of it the other day. Dan. I'm trying to find it now. You tweeted something. I did. Yeah, I did. I did a well, the, the video. United tweeted the video. And then you and I did a frame by frame just of them two. I've got to be honest. I mean, I haven't seen the White House's goal for a long, long time. I forgot about that. So when I'm watching it and you see that split second, it's like, ah, did that really just happen? It was. It was. Obviously, you could say as me, Dan. Yeah, but that was the first time we played Wednesday in the top tier in our lifetime. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. what I think we before that, I seen us play four-year-old in Division Three in pre-season friendlies. And Z we played Division Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Cup and lost Yeah. But that aside, this was a com proper competitive top tier game. Yeah. It was all on them, and we were just best side they've ever, ever had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was their, you know, that was when they, you know, you know their England goalkeeper they had. Sheridan, if they beat us Nielsen, twice, wouldn't they, admit, wouldn't they have come close to the time? I think so, yeah, because we took six points of them that yeah. season. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was, and it was, we were we were massive underdogs, weren't we? Oh, absolutely. And it, it, that moment, at the time, you saw it, but obviously the game moves on and we score. But you, you don't, don't see you forget about it because it was only seconds before. But you're in the joy of the goal. But the more where every time you look back on it, I, the, I got, I got, the, I got the VHS with the double, it. and you just watch it, and I think I wore that bit of video out. The thing that the thing that um, reminds me of that is in the Forest game for playoff semi, when you were where where we all you had that light bulb moment where you not only were we going to Cardiff and we had a chance to go to the Premier League, you realised Des Walker could fight in an own goal. Yeah. It was just like. This is amazing, but fuck off, you big bastard! <laughs> I mean, the fact that the England goalkeeper getting megged by Dino 
wasn't the funniest part of that game. The fact that that was the that was the funniest bit. I, I mean, that's more to the detriment of how bad England goalkeepers were at that time, to be honest, because he was rubbish. I, I tell a lie. Wednesday wouldn't, wouldn't have they would have finished second down with by six points, but they'd have got ahead of Man United. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, but they had the European tour, didn't they? They went to Luxembourg and yeah. lost in Germany. Yeah, you're right. Chris Woods was awful. Tell and and in, and in the second game, obviously, he, he dropped a ball up for. Davison's first. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Came out for a came out for a ball, spilled it and that's why we nicknamed Dracula, weren't Davison it? taps in. Um, so that's my nomination. The 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 classy John Sheridan and the gold machine Paul Warhurst scissoring each other in the middle of the park. Good shout. Ten seconds before Dan Whitehouse taps in in front of the cop. Good shout. So um my nomination and I'm I, I kinda of thought I was gonna go for this, but I expected somebody else to, and you haven't, so I'm gonna put it in. And I've mentioned it a few times tonight. Big Man United um, uh, connection to it. It's Glenn Hodges' goal in that FA Cup game. I that, mean, that man's left foot is magic. magic. Oh wow! What I, I mean, Schmeichel's the best goalkeeper in the world at the time. He's probably the best defence in the world at the time. And Michael's to have, probably the best goalkeeper. He's up there in the conversation with the best goalkeeper of all time. Absolutely, yeah. And to be able to to be able to get the ball up and down in such a short space. Is incredible. And I can't not, remember. Not the, panic and just not not just lash at it. Very good goalkeeper. Absolutely die upon it though. I cannot stand listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> then we're back to Vinny uh, from um, Simpsons, aren't we? Drinking a wolf castle. <laughs> On close inspection, these are loafers. <laughs> uh, that wasn't my best work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, great keeper. Die upon it. I'm mean, such I, a dense, miserable prick. Sorry. <laughs> I would say that that goal, like you say, it's the deftness of the touch. Yeah. He doesn't go that high over it. No. No, no, no. He just lifts it. He's close in as well. It's not like it's not like he's on edge of box and he's 20 yards out and he's got a lot to aim at. Watching it back but, the other day, I didn't realise how close he is to the goal as well. He's, he's, he's not far from the penalty 10 spot. yards out or something. Yeah. He's, he's behind the penalty spot. But only right? okay. A lot of people would smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine, nine, nine times out of ten, that drops you and you're just going to. Corner, right, yeah. Or possibly try and try and slot it into bottom corner. You're not. Your first thought is not. I'm just going to dig this over. You know one of the things I love about that game. Mm. That was the first time they wore the old Newton Heath kit. Mm. There was a big fuss about it. Man United are wearing. Wait, the first time. Yeah, we're oh. wearing a Newton Heath kit. Going back to our roots as our original club. That was when they were before my time. That was Man U were very much. One, they were the first like to understand the idea of a brand so they would always release a shirt like mid-season yeah so i yeah. presume that must have yeah. come out like mid well they had they had um they had, a, a, they had european kits and stuff like that didn't they they were the first ones yeah. to and they had i was listening having... to gary neville talk recently they had somebody that works at the club to design kits based on what were going to be visually working for the players that's why they got rid of the gray one because the, the one where they couldn't see each other yeah, yeah, yeah. four one down at half time wherever they're down the, 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 the bit I remember about the commentary on that day, we don't watch the commentary, it was afterwards. You get back and I, I video the match and you watch it back when you get back. And Alan, Alan Hansen in the studio afterwards said something along the lines of, and I'll get the superlative wrong, but it was kind of like, indiv- I'm going to do better on Alan Hansen. Individually, uh, Sheffield United was superb. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's, it's, it's boring on Sean Connery, do you see the dish? Individually, they were superb. Collectively, they were magnificent. <laughs> and that, you know, you get a pundit. I mean, we were top tier at the time. Was, that yeah. was United, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That, that kind of sums United up. It summed it? us up, and it just summed up what a great day we know. That's what we are now, as well. Like. Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, now we've got 
some players who are, who are who are at home at this level. In them days, we only had we probably only had two or three players who were who were genuinely good enough for that. Dean, Dean and Hodges belonged. Dean and Hodges, Whitehouse. Whitehouse did. Whitehouse yeah. did. Who was in that that day? Kelly. Kelly. You Kelly could argue Bradders and Ward because they forced careers at that yeah, level afterwards. But then we had. But, but you wouldn't Beasley, have said that with them coming Gale up. Gale and Tom Cowan and Charlie Hartfield. Yeah, and Jamie Ireland. Jamie Ireland. They were they were players who were. Uh, you know they were at the absolute. They were punchy. They were at the top end just to keep up, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. That's a fantastic, that's, fantastic. Uh, that's my uh, that's my hall of fame. I, I think, think that's a really good. I think that's a, I think that's a stronger a stronger lineup as we've had. Yeah, where all four have been genuinely decent, decent, uh, and all and all very unique. <laughs> One of them's very unique. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try and do something different. No, no, no. To arrest the slide. Good. I like yeah. it. So. Um, as ever, you can vote online. We'll put a Twitter vote out there for people to vote on, but we'll do the voting here amongst ourselves. So I'll, I'll kick that off. And I'm actually torn. I'm torn between Glyn Hodges, Gold, and Warrest and Sheridan, and I'm going to have to go Warrest and Sheridan. I'm, I'm obviously, the, the goal from Hodges gets it from me just because it's you know it's just it's one of those iconic United goals and, and how good it was so that's the word iconic Odgy's goal gets it for me yeah fair enough uh, I'm, I'm for balance of fairness as much as anything as well I, I'm going to go for the laugh out loud moment from, from the from the derby game because I did laugh out loud when I saw it the other day on Twitter so um, having not been there for that game and either of those games and the only of the other three people <laughs> that I have listen to my choice of words, <coughs> first-hand experience of. Um, I'm going to have to go for the uh, for the tattoo, the stripper's bottom. <laughs> so, did you have first-hand experience of it? <laughs> first-hand experience of the stripper's bottom. What were you doing with your hand? No, and on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be back in back in a second with a new section that we're going to do. We've talked about doing this for a while and it should be a little bit of fun. Hopefully you enjoy it. Well, welcome back to... Uh, Part four of Four Blades in the Pub, and as trailed earlier in the pod, we have a special first section, uh, first first timer section tonight. That we will, I think we're going to call it an occasional section that we'll use from time to time. Yeah, it's got Ian's favourite yeah. strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Top three strippers. I mean, it's filling a gap, isn't it? Because we've got no game to review after yeah. this week. So, uh, so. but we, we had this thought. Um, that actually, what can we've got the Hall of Fame? It's great. Hopefully, you're enjoying the nominations we're putting forward for it. Um, but actually, there's things that you want to consign to the annals of history. Like <laughs> room 101. It's like room 101. It's like room 101. I have to say, I do and, think uh, occasional pod contributor Sam, uh, your dear brother Phil, uh, we'll We'll claim that he had this idea, but I believe it was muted before as well. So, yeah. uh, I have the interest, wagon. Sam. I have just put that forward, so I don't have to listen to your whinging I mean, about it. Balance of fairness, I've also, I've also had this suggested to me by Ben from Blades Pods. So. Yeah. So, we've, we've, we're going for a section that we're going to call, it's our own version of Room 101, 
I don't think you'll understand why we're calling it Room 1867. With the tagline, older, bitter, shitter. <laughs> because basically, fuck all good happened in 1867. <laughs> when one massive natural disaster happened when on a piggery in the S6 area, a football club was formed on a Wednesday. <laughs> You were, I don't know if you were going to say the word was fallen then. There was such disgust was on such your face. Bile coming out <laughs> no. of um, so we're going to call it uh, Room 1867. And we'll, when we do it, we'll have a theme. It could be Blades related. Um, it could be just, you know, anything. It could be anything related. But we're going to say, we'll kick it off this week with something that is Wednesday related. And we'll just put it out. Everyone put the suggestions forward and we'll have a vote on the pod. Okay. So, so, we'll so we're first, don't we? So, so is it going to be Wednesday related? Wednesday related. I'll, I'll go first. Is and we can have all manner of things here: players, managers, the place itself, the club, whatever. There's one person from that club's history who I cannot fucking stand, and it's that fucking ginger prick Gary Mason. Oh, I was who's who's across at Baldwin's Amiga being interviewed the night? Is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. God. I we it all. Yeah. Right, They've but <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great it's, it's great Gary you know no Alan is not he's a fucking do you know cunt. what I, I love listening to the Under the Cosh podcasts but every so often he gets brought up and he has been on this week's as well and it, it almost makes me want to turn it off every time the guy makes me skin crawl we all feel the same when he also was like oh thing is people don't like they go you were alright me he said run about and try and score and that's fine because I can understand that Aaron Wilbrams has, has been on this week and he talks about him for a bit as well and it's just like... Just Where would he play? Uh, Stockport. Stockport. Stockport, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it, for, for various reasons, you could go back to his time playing for him, you could go back to the fact his dad's a legend at a club, you could go back to the Battle of Bramall Lane, the fact he managed them when they fucking picked us yeah. that time. So much he's done that I just cannot stand them. Well, he managed him when he beat us, then he got sacked, and then... Pedo Joel took over, not Joel. No, he uh, took over Jones. from Jones. No, he took over yeah. from Jones. Jones. He took over from Jones. End of season. Yeah, it was yeah, Mexican. Mexican were in charge for the last 20 games. Mexican took yeah. over from Jones. But we were that, that with Mexican. Mexican was that close to getting Blade's job. When Warnock got it. Around Warnock time. Mexican got sacked after O'Grady scored at Hillsborough. And then it was Jones. Oh, he's right, he's right, he's right. Mexican got Mexican sacked. got sacked after they beat us and Jones oh, took over. Right. Yeah, Jones took right. over. You're right, yes, you're right. Thank you. Well, I remember Sorry. my, my, my only interaction with, with Gary Megson was the, the, team that we, the team that me and Phil used to play for was the, the, the Wagon and Us, Wagon and Us on Abbeyhill Road South. And on a Thursday night after we trained, we, used, we stood outside the pub having a, having a beer after training. And he used to uh, he used to run past, he used to be on, on his nightly run. And he started off running outside the pub and probably 80% of, team of, 80% of our team were Blades. Yeah. So you'd be sat having a drink and it'd be, hey, you fucking ginger Wednesday bastard. So the week after, he ran over on the other side of the road. So we shouted, you ginger Wednesday bastard. The week after that, I don't know if anyone knows the, the, the shops opposite the um, opposite the, the, the wagon and horse on Millhouses and he used to run through the little shopping precinct to get away from us. So I think, I think it might have been Daft Paul. It was Daft Paul, yeah. Actually it's took his pint to the opposite Daft side of the road and waited for him to come out and shout, you ginger Wednesday bastard. <laughs> Fourth week, Different route, 
<laughs> turn up all. I also remember you bumping into him in Tesco, so we had a crate full of water and shouting, trying to keep your club afloat, my go. Yeah. <laughs> I've bumped into Chris Waddle, used to shop in the same Tesco as me, and Gary Megson, and I've walked round early in the view, sat Megson, and stood at, stood at the checkout behind Chris Waddle, just going, pig, 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 with every item he loaded on the convoy. One my, my wife stood at the side of me going, you're like a fucking child, you. you're like a child, you're embarrassing, you're like a child. Pig, 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 pig. Baking us through. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for the first nomination for uh, for Room 1867, I am going for Gary Bateson. We could have done yeah. half an hour on yeah, that. Yeah, we could I mean, I, I think he should be allowed in, Phil, simply because he can tell every other fucker who goes in there what a great club Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> The ginger prick. <laughs> Apologies to any ginger listeners. We don't have a pricks. Yeah, we like pricks. Ian does, particularly. Uh, he knows the strippers. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, I, I can't stomach him. I was going to go with him, so I I'm think... I'm just glad I went first. Well, I, I, I was going to go with him, and, and I changed it at the last minute. I'm glad I did. Okay, so... My nomination is another Wednesday manager, or ex-Wednesday manager. It was going to be Gary Megson. Uh, my nomination is the square-headed prick Brian Laws. <laughs> the Warnock Light wannabe. Uh, he was obviously Wednesday manager. Bison Ed. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I never liked him as a player. Um, and then obviously when he took over Wednesday, he was, he was desperate to be Wednesday's version of Warnock. He was desperate to get under United fans' skins. My wife's a Wednesday fan. My wife's a Wednesday season ticket holder. You know, whirling the scarf around his head after the beat at the lane. It was just, I just, I couldn't stand him because he was, instead of concentrating on on what Wednesday were good at, it was, it was, it was basically Warnock like. He was desperate to be Wednesday's version of Warnock, and he was desperate for United fans to dislike him as much as Wednesday fans hated Warnock. I just uh, that it's that memory of him running down the touchline at Bramall Lane, yeah, with scarf above his head. And well, right, they beat us fair and square. You and know, that goal by Tug guys. That goal by Tug guy was a good hit. And, and, you know, you, you kind of hold your hands up to beat us. But it was just how desperate he was to become a... He was like trying to manufacture himself as a Wednesday legend. Yeah. And he wasn't. He was a bang average manager who kind of found his level at Scunthorpe. Managed a bang average team. Managed a bang average Tried team. Tried to Billy Sharp, For that. For, for Wednesday, from Scunthorpe, yeah. did he? Yeah, apparently, he? Apparently, he went to talk to him as well. Was it him that twatted Ivano Bonetta? Oh, yeah. I've no idea. Sure oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw a plate of sandwiches at Ivano Bonetta. Threw a plate of sandwiches. Or did Bonetti throw a plate of sandwiches at him and he twatted yeah, Bonetta yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian Laws, square-headed knobhead. He's my... That's my 1867 cool. nomination. Remind me to put the uh, not safe for work thing on iTunes later. <laughs> <laughs> um, my nomination isn't a manager, although I would have happily nominated Megson. Um, I'm actually going for a, a part of the flood playing in S6, and I'm going to nominate the Leppings Lane end. And I think oh, it should be consigned reason. to history. It should be consigned to history. Falling Hillsbury should have been demolished knocked down and they should have been rebuilt on that site now i'm not going to go into the hills for peace in much there but that is my state that that's my feeling on that it shouldn't even be standing still but the fact it still is the fact that it still feels the most unsafe ground or unsafe stand away stand i've 
ever been in. Well, you feel and more I've stood right on when a you're in there, don't you? I've stood on a tin upstairs, stand, upstairs but underneath, and coming out. The, the concourse is horrendous. Yeah. The, the, the stupid the, idea they have last season, oh, you can have a drink in the ground. It, it, we'll have six people serving, and it'll be like... It was, it was the biggest crush I've known in and around the ground for years. In that it wasn't way. fun. It like, wasn't fun. Coming out was horrific. Which you can blame, whatever, but it's still not fit for purpose. Yeah. And I've got a bit serious here, but I, I honestly think that stand should just be. That stand should have been demolished 20 years ago. The, yeah, the, only, years. the only thing I would caveat that with, and we, we're, we're probably all sitting here that have been on that stand, I've had some fucking great times on that away end. Oh, I've, I've seen us beat that. that yeah. yeah, Bobby Davidson match yeah. was one of the. My Bobby Davidson match, the, uh, the Jaffa and Asaba match, match yeah, was on the, the Tong and Aki Bay yeah. match. I've had some great times on there. I've seen us beat when been sat on, I've been stood and sat in various. I mean, the, the Bobby Davidson match, I was on crutches. I'd, I'd torn, I'd torn my ankle a few weeks ago. And I was on crutches, and when I think when all three goals, I've got my crutches in there. I think I, I went with my mum and dad, and I think I might have blacked my mum's eye with my crutches, kind of whipping them up. Yes. And, Smack my mother in the face with crutches, but so that's the only thing I would say. No, I've some, I I've had, and I've seen United have some what? great results. Well, I, I can't even claim to have any happy memories. I've never seen United win at Hillsborough, and yeah. I'll never go again for that reason. And, and like really? for me, yeah, it's every like, time I've been, we've lost. So, and you know, for me, my favourite is Filbert Street still, yeah, and that's gone. And I just think you can have your memories, and that's the key thing. But that, that, that stand just needs to go. It's a good shout, yeah. Fair I don't think anyone can argue with that. Oh. Three for three. To be fair, we're, they're all going in this week, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> um, now, mine is the Sheffield Wednesday. Well, it's more of a... I don't necessarily want to say man, mentality, because it, it sort of is, but it's the stock book of excuses for the last four years. Uh, ever since they lost that playoff final, about... This wonderful team that if it wasn't for the odd injury, they'd now be sat in Europe in the Premier League, such as a kid at work, bless him. He's only young, so he only but he's heard this from his dad, because no real eleven year old said this. If Kieran Lee had never got injured, we'd be where United are, if not higher up. Because Kieran Lee had walked into most Premier League teams, so I went, How many times has he played in the Premier League? Well, Westwood's better than Anderson. Well he's not. It's Henderson last year in the Championship got the Golden Glove, which is the same division Westwood was in. And anyway, I digress. It's just this constant, oh, if Forestieri's out, well, and that's why I've done, or Hutch, if, if Hutch could play twice in a week. It's not even it's, the last four years, John. It's really weird because they're from the same city and it's like we're a completely different breed. So the mentality, the mentality is difference is completely is different. bizarre. And we can be so far the other way as well, by the way, because yeah. we're so... You know, if we lose one game, we're relegated. Fucking hell, the wheels are coming off, we're relegated. If Wednesday win one game, they're up. They won title, they're in Europe. And it's it's just... It's a and they were in the season, they were second in the league and that were it. They were winning, they were winning championship. It's a pistol league. Yeah. And when it goes wrong, it's anyone but their fault. Yeah. Yeah. The, football oh, yeah, leagues, the football league's lined up for one this season. Some are blaming Chan Series, some are still defending, you know, whatever. I'll tell you but, one thing that John just made a point on there, though. That... Uh, Hull game at Wembley that was a big turning point not just in their recent past but in ours 
because that could have been fucking massive if they we just finished it 11th in League One yeah alright yeah. what, what, what happened since Wilder took over and, and, and the rest is history in that respect but they'd have had a, a three year steal of March on us yeah. we wouldn't have had the day at Hillsborough yeah. that felt like a turning point in that season we wouldn't have had um, the fact that they came to Bramall Lane and defended a nil-nil out and celebrated like they won the Champions League yeah. It, 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 it was a big, big football does well. You can have one little yeah. one, but there's this constant idea that they have, and still to this day, four years after that playoff final defeat, that they've got this team that just with a little bit more love. They're entitled, the, 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 the most entitled set of fans I know. Yeah. They think that because yeah, Liverpool, yeah, because, yeah, behind Liverpool, but because they get what? Well, oh, sorry, because there's a perception they get massive crowds at Hillsborough. They think they've got some kind of divine right to be top table. Do you remember that call about three or four years ago from uh, Wednesday fan to Robbie Savage on 505, where he said, do you know, it might have been that fucking bellend, Mark the Pitsmore clown. And he said, he rang up and he said, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, they're desperate for Wednesday to get back in Premier League because they want the, the, the Wednesday fans at Hillsborough, at, 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 at their grounds. And Robbie Savage went, are you having a laugh, mate? They're not, you know, they're not, they're not you're not even on their radar. No, no, Premier League are desperate for Wednesday to get back into it, and that's genuine. But they believe it. That's ge- yeah, there's no right. irony about it. And now, they think, wrong. And now that he's talking about that, with district, now they think Rick Parry, because of Hillsborough, he's going to have a vendetta, vendetta against, him. against him coming into the football league. He's oh, like, of course. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's a different breed. I'm As well, my like, best friends are Wednesday nights, they're a different breed. My, my <laughs> best, my, my, but all my friends growing up were Wednesday Same nights. I, I, I was one in kind of seven. And my, my oldest mate, I've known him, I've known Dad since I was seven years old. And he's a he's a proper Wednesday fan. I remember him once saying to us when we were younger, without a hint of irony, we've got the fastest physio in the league. And I went, <laughs> What? And he went, fast I mean, what do you mean? He, he can, you know, he, he gets players injured players back quick. No, no, he's, he's the fastest one. You want to see him when a player's injured, how quick he gets from bench to player. Like that's a fucking thing. <laughs> like your physio being fast. Is a thing. Inside the rumble of a sprint challenge for physio. I, mean, exactly. <laughs> I think what I, I think what I'm getting at is this excuse of this because I think what they did with Chan Siri, they built this side of has beens with the odd good player and it didn't work out. He took a short term punt. And now which, and which now they're paying for it. And at the time I said you signed far too many players on big contracts with the if it you've if got no got, resale value. If they'd have got up that's fine. The gambles work because we get the, the Premier League money. That's fine. If they don't get up, which they didn't, suddenly and now they've got no assets. They're on shit stream. There is no one in there. There is no. Yeah, one. They they lost a stream of players coming in. Is it Reach? Yeah. But has he done all? He scored a lot of goals. He scored a lot of goals, and it, you might get three or four million for him. But they've got no. They've got no one there. They could ten for so. ten. I mean, that that Forest year, he's done. He's he's a busted flush. And it, it's Bannon doesn't look anywhere near the player he could have. And that interview the other day. It's just bad timing, isn't it? I know I mean, it's clickbait. If I was a Wednesday fan, I'd be raging. I think it was Wednesday that. fans were, were, were raging the week when uh, other season when Sharp had said that, weren't he? When when Wednesday were in playoffs, and I think Sharp had said, I don't want Wednesday to go up. I want them to lose because I want us to play play them next season and beat them. Wednesday fans, oh, it's just a bitter pig. It's just a bitter pig. Bannon comes out and says, wants to swap places. Wants to swap places. I'm jealous of Sheffield United. I want. In fairness, I kind of expect players to say that. I, I mean, he's got some. He's got some desire. I want to play at a better level. No one would. No one would. You know, you wouldn't want your players to have any other attitude, would you? 
I just think. He could come and be six choice at lane if he wants. When, when we came up out of the Dog and Duck League, uh, the, the pub league, and we were just a pub team, they wouldn't have had anyone around players. They wouldn't. No. And most of that team stood together. Funnily enough, though, yeah, that's my mate Rob, he still wouldn't have any of our players now. And that, that, that's that is exactly, exactly their own mind. That's exactly the point, John. Yeah. Yeah. And this is exactly. what I mean, like, for example, that. Like the, this like, idea that this is this, like this little sleeping giant, giant and all these players that if he gets in one of the games. The biggest, the biggest one that pisses me off is this idea of Lord Hutchinson as this like absolute midfield destroyer. I don't watch him that often to so get too annoyed. But when I do, he just runs around following people. He's a walking he's fucking, fucking. He's dog shit. Reminds me of Tony McMahon. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, he just collapsed someone because uh, you know it's what? not good enough to stand him up. Do you know what? I remember Hutchinson coming through at Chelsea and he was a winger and he looked like a world beater. He looked mm. like a proper prospect and he's never took it on. He's never, he dropped out of the game, I think, for a yeah. little while and come back. Did he not retire and get a yeah. deal and then came back? He was in Forest, so. I want to say. I, I'm and not then sure. He, 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 he went to the beat test for a while. But he came he? back as a different player. He came back as a, like you like said, a midfield destroyer. destroyer rather than a winger. And he's—I mean, he gets booked for stupid stuff Fletcher, as well. Like Fletcher is a decent player. I'd work in like player will put it in. He might have been ten years ago. Journeyman forward. Yeah. Well, no resaleable value in a lot of that team. And not to go too much into well, it into depends, that. Depends who's valuing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy who valued uh, the stadium. Yeah. So what would you like to? So Fletcher, eighty million. Right. Yeah, eighty million. How much did you pay for McGugan? Five. Where is it? Oh. He's still under contract for another year, but you released him two years ago. Yeah, we had to pay him up. He's all the... the forget. He's that kid from Watford as well, isn't Abde. Abde. He's about four and a half. Oh, he is going to be the difference. He's 32. He's on... Was he from out... Belarus or something? Like, a very, like, obscure... Like, I'm sure he was. I want to say Estonia, but I'd be guessing. A player like... A, I'm getting wound up. I think we need to, to restock that. that and then all like David Jones <laughs> and that came in. They had, what's his chops from Derby? He was actually George Thorne. Well, shit him. He's nowhere near as good as Lee. Like, well, actually, he's been a side that's been towards the top of that league for years. So he's playing at Luton now. But like, the point I'm trying to make, they, 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 all the, boy, they're so close, such a good team. And, the, and that, that centre-half they've got, and he, oh, he's a colossus. Like what you said, the selection of free headers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, just it dealing with crosses when no one's challenging him. Breaking news: Defender heads ball. <laughs> brilliant ball oh. The way we've always described it, they've got the greenest grass, the roundest the, balls, the whitest, straightest lines, <laughs> nets at best in league. So are we saying that Gary Megson, Brian Laws, Leppings Lane End, and Wednesday fans in Wednesday's mentality. Are I think all yeah, not into mentality. I think all four of them deserve yeah, to go, go in. in. I think I think when we get onto other things, we might have a proper. There might, <laughs> might, be, a proper, there might be a proper debate in, in kind of further editions. So of we've not done it much. I hope you've noticed over the sixteen episodes prior to this, but we've had a right good fucking shoeing up piece there. <laughs> okay? That's been very good, and you can't always do it in pub because sometimes your old man drink. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Dad. Cheers, Chris. Um, was saying how uh, we were out on the week and we met there. And he just said, Dad's not bothered that. No, but he oh, went, up to his, <laughs> went up to his. We started talking about football and he said, oh, I really like Fletcher. 
just like how committed he is, blah, blah, blah. Well, all fair comments. He wasn't saying anything hyperbole. And then your dad goes, well, 40 fucking grand a week. You better fucking be scoring and working hard. I'm like, you're not even knowing. I went, well, I'm just being honest. Well, you're right, we've not dug Wednesday out much. But part of the thing is, part of being a football fan is as much as you celebrate your own team's success, it's reveling in your rivals' fucking failings and, and trials and tribulations, isn't it? So, yeah. and, and you've got to make it while the sun shines because huh? 10 years from now, these roles could quite easily reverse. Yeah. We, we've watched football long enough. Football goes in cycles. Yeah. And, and in the in the 30 odd years I've been watching United, this is probably the second or third time we've been, we've been in the ascendancy. And now, like, let's be honest, let's just enjoy it while we've got 20, it. 20, 25 minutes of digging them out. It's a small, small yeah. element in yeah. all that yeah. really. And um, I, I don't, I don't want this podcast to ever become about them, but let's just enjoy it while we've got 25 I, minutes. Let's to never do speak so. of them again. Let's never <laughs> speak their name again. Apart from just calling the, the, Feature room 1867. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> but, yeah. Fuck the pigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're not finishing with that. No. We'll finish with our normal finish. So, obviously, Man U, quickly again. Um, I, I think we'll can't lose, wait. but it's so exciting. I can't wait. can't wait. Out of all the kickoff times on a Sunday, the one you want is the later one, not the early one. So, that'll be good. You can get to the pub at a normal-ish time, I guess, and, and just have a... And I just can't wait. They'll probably put the... We'll have the fire out, won't we? Yeah. It'll be all... Yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be dark enough for the lights, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah we have lights show on fire. Is that, is that? <laughs> maybe lights show after half-time or at the end of the game when they're doing the lap of honour. Uh, no, but yeah, it's, it's, it's what it's all about. It's been a really... It's been nice to do a pod focused on one game and it gets, it gets us really, like, excited. I yeah, think. I'm buzzing for it now for this yeah. weekend. Yeah, and we've I'm got a fantastic Hall of Fame for you to vote in and it's been... A pleasure. Just a few things coming up. You've arranged a, a special guest, I believe, Phil. Uh, hopefully, yeah, for the Villa game, we're hoping to have Kevin Gage on the pod, um, talking about his time at United and a little bit about his time at Villa as well. And fingers crossed we might get a couple more uh, previous or past United players coming up as well. I'm going to say to you more, and with more the, just in case it doesn't Amazing. And with the dodgy fixtures, I think we're, gonna, we're going to the period where we're sort of first week-to-week Premier League-ness. Are we going to have to rotate the pod squad? <laughs> yeah, there might be some squad rotation. Uh, and then I think there's one where between pods we just won't be able to. I think the Newcastle... Newcastle-Norwich. Newcastle-Norwich. Newcastle-Norwich turnaround. But if we can do something, um, maybe, or we might... There's nothing... We could potentially dive in the sheaf post Newcastle game for yeah, half an hour and, do yeah, a, yeah, and just do a little like wrap up of that but it might be a bit noisy if we've won well who knows Jolinton can score an hat-trick <laughs> I do Jess but yeah it's been a pleasure boys indeed and yeah. uh, we'll see you all down at the line on Sunday see you on Sunday up the blades up the blades, up the blades. Up the blades. if you go to a pub in Ireland you have to have a start and if you don't have a song, you may as well not put the over on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me Murray, right. Well, I'd say Peroni as well.